I have written at least seven entries for this work and none were a good fit for today. The feedback I got from episode one was so positive. It was heartwarming. It was encouraging. I felt excitement about speaking with you again and I'm really happy to be here. Over the week, I thought of many of you that reached out to me. I am grateful for your kindness and hopeful for your own path toward healing. I felt a commonality, a connection to the human condition of suffering and also of repair. I plan to pocket that commonality, that connection from my own periods of perceived isolation. Thank you. I'd be lying if I said it didn't bring pressure though. Pressure to perform, to match the energy I received. And making a decision about what to read to you today provided a weight of which I'm pretty familiar. Let's couple that with the one piece of constructive criticism that led me to question myself, specifically about the the tone of this work. Was it too heavy, too solemn, too dark, too slow? Then I started to feel anxious about speaking with you again. Let's call that excitement. And it's partly because I really don't have a different tone to offer at the moment. So this experience got me thinking about self-compassion. When that feedback came, I immediately wished I was further along on my journey. I wish that I could follow up episode one with a lighter side of my personality. Cause truthfully, I'm funny as hell. But the state of my current union just isn't humorous. The desire to scooch along isn't unique to me, though. I know that. Anyone in a storm or working through things has likely wished they could fast forward through the pain of transition and growth. To learn the lesson. To finally embody the fruits of their emotional labor. This is a normal response to stress. Like the nervousness you feel when you go on a first date or start a new job. I have no beef with that. None, really. My beef is with that next level stress. The survival stress. I get tired of working so hard. A few days ago, my therapist reminded me that I am not in seventh grade anymore. A little context, we were discussing the part of me that has big internal reactions to to distress, often mirroring the internal emotional chaos I experienced from adolescent trauma. So our relationship is new. She may not yet know that that mechanism started well before middle school, or maybe she does. But the part of me that is tired of healing from all that is honestly looking for the end of the war on self. Can't a hoe just be healed already? I'm serious, like to be so easily activated 
and alarmed is so tiring. She likens it to being a war vet. So when the war is over, the body still remembers that chaos, that lack of control. And it does its best to keep you safe, even if it means alarming you when there is no danger. She's right. Young DJ had to be on alert. And it is taking some serious time to unlearn that. I'm damn near 40 years old. I mean, can you imagine how fatiguing that is? How do you turn this damn thing off? And it's so tricky because it can show up in the most subtle ways, like taking things personally or overthinking or second-guessing my thoughts or second-guessing my feelings, assuming things, creating narratives. I have a long list. Hearing things the wrong way, being skeptical of others without reason, cynicism, pessimism, all struggles I have had and some I still have. So to have this alarm continue to ring, even in the slightest way, is frustrating, especially when I've worked so hard already. The thing that kept me safe is now in the way. And I want to replace that thing with love. I want to manage conflicts, internal and external, with a loving heart. And I'm naming this reactivity My hypervigilance is one of my biggest barriers to that outcome. If I sound annoyed, it's because it's annoying. In these situations, once I calm down and look at the rubble, I'm like, damn it, not again. I hope that it helps that I'm quick to apologize. And I work really hard to change my behavior, which is my primary apology language. (sighs) Once I get to the place of remorse, I know I have a decision to make. Either I'm gonna beat myself up for what I cannot change, or I will choose the direction of self-love. I'll tell you, Sometimes the pull to beat myself up is strong. I often feel super guilty and it makes me feel out of control of myself. And it's really hard not to be critical of that. It's like someone else is driving the car. I'm getting much better at it. So now I can see it so well in the moment I couldn't before. But most times I know exactly what's happening and still can struggle, still struggle to stop it. And that brings about even more guilt because truthfully, I don't want to be this way. I want more control over it, over myself. And stuffing it is just not an option for me. I don't believe in that. I've never been good at that. Now, understandably, There are a hundred thousand reasons why young DJ needed control over her environment. Those experiences provided even more context for why I would try to exert control over my current life, given the differences in the power I possess now versus then. But don't let me paint a picture of weakness for her. She was a 
she was a tough little chick. I'll, I'll tell that story one day. I don't feel guilty about developing these maladaptive tools. Like I get where they come from. It's just that I've continued to use them when there are so many other more useful, more helpful, more adaptive tools in my toolbox. It's frustrating. One of those tools, one of the strongest and often the most effective has been to practice self-compassion. So I looked up these words and adapted these definitions. So compassion, simply put, is an understanding of another person's distress and a desire to alleviate it. Self-compassion is extending that desire to alleviate distress to oneself in instances of perceived inadequacy, failure, or general suffering. That last one is me. I don't want to oversimplify this concept, though. It's hard as hell to do. I practiced it a long time. It's hard, especially in a society where criticism is often used as a motivator for success or changes in behavior. My starting point for inserting compassion was shifting my internal dialogue. You ever notice how meanly we speak to ourselves in our own heads? I'll save therapy questions like, whose voice is that really for another day? But I really had to start there. I had to start with paying attention to the way I talked to myself and how critical it was and how it invoked shame more than change and healing. So rather than him and Hall about how I wish things were or how I'd rather be, I'll tap into that and be kind to myself for being in this place with a heavy tone and an easily tripped alarm still. I'll accept myself and maintain my individuality respecting that these thoughts won't be relatable to everyone. That some have conquered this already and others may never have had to at all. I'll allow my need to be understood or relatable, take a back seat to my desire to understand myself. That is self-love. Here are a few things I've included in my self-compassion practice. Take what works. I give myself a lot of hugs. I exercise, I dance, I drink water, try to get enough rest, I write. Try not to lie to myself, allow my raw feelings to exist. I shed tears of solidarity for young DJ. And I try to repeat loving words of emotional support and encouragement, affirmations that I'd likely and easily offer to anyone I care about. My current affirmations 
I know it's hard. You're working hard and your feelings are valid. Take the time you need. You're tough. You're resilient. You're persistent. You're unyielding. You've never given up on yourself. And as tough as this is, it's not the toughest you've navigated. Hold up, I'm repeating that one. I kind of I kind of want to use some eye language here. I know it's hard. I'm working hard and my feelings are valid. I will take the time I need. I am tough. I am resilient. I am persistent. I am unyielding. This even feels more powerful to say. (laughs) I have never given up on myself. And as tough as this is, it is not the toughest I've navigated. The strength is there. Take a break and then keep pushing. Keep moving. I got it. Get up. Here's our love nugget. When we can, get up. Until then, be kind about it. Thanks for the ear.